Hey, what's your temperature there? Jeez. Well, you want the indoor temperature, or the outdoor temperature? No, I want the outdoor temperature. I don't. I don't. Oh, it's seven, too. Seven, what do you mean? That's two. I'm sitting indoors. In case you didn't know, it's 17 outside. Well, you can just ask your whatever, and they'll tell you. Oh, well, it's a 9 to 5, and it's going to get up to 12. So we're not doing too bad. We're on the way upswing. So, yeah, I'm down to five layers. So, uh, Oh, shit. You're doing pretty good. Yeah, what the hell. So, hey, listen, be careful on some of our words. I mean, flock. What word? Flock and become flock. I mean, fuck. uh, Oh, fuck. Mm. (laughs) Oh, dear. Mm. You might have to Mm. edit that out. I'm sorry. But, okay, that's enough. uh, All I can do is mess it up even more. Okay, well, we gotta go. We got a show to do, so let's. We got a whole show to mess up. Let's do it. Hey, you just arrived at the Bro Show. We are the Bros. Yeah, my name's Jerry. What's your name? My name's John. Hey, we got through the hardest part. Yeah, we remembered our names. Ooh. Yeah. Hey, every. Saturday morning at 7.30 or 8 or whenever the hell we're conscious, we uh, we actually record a show and we talk about four things. First thing we talk about is an animal, and this is the last episode, episode 27. Last episode, almost. There's one more, isn't there? Next, next weekend's the last one. Yeah, last episode of the season of the tiger. So the animal this season is the tiger. We got a great mm-hmm. tiger story for you. Mm, yep, kind of interesting. Sure do. Next thing, we have a word, a word we ran into while we were researching. And mm. the third thing we talk about is some topic that we have very often two different angles on, and that's called two takes. And the last but not least, we have groaners. Mm. Yes. These are these are what, John? What are what's a groaner? These are How would bad you jokes. It? Bad jokes. They're kind of puns that, uh, yeah, they're all mixed together. And, and what you got to do, the objective is to make a person look at you and say, oh, you got to be kidding me. And then they groan. Then you and know you do. got a good joke. You got a good one. Yeah. Okay. Well, we'll see how we do. I don't know what the groaners are. And you're going to pose a question to me, a, a groaner question. Yeah. Groaner question. Yeah, two of them. That's what we're mm. doing. Ooh. Yep. Hey, All right, you got anything same. on? You got any, you got anything on? You got any clothes on? Or maybe you've oh. got too many clothes on. What <laughs> above you. the waist? Yeah, well, you know, when you and I started talking this morning, it was 32 degrees in my room next to the window. So, but now the good news is it's already up to 41, John. So I'm doing wow. great. Yeah, pretty good. I got it. Yeah, I got three layers on top, two t-shirts, uh, a hoodie, and three blank, two blank. Well, no, three coverings on the bottom and a heating pad. So I am nice and toasty and it so happens I am wearing the second bro show t-shirt we ever made. Fist bump, color fist bump. bump. Yeah. The Technicolor fist bump. Yeah. That's a, that's a keeper. That's a a solid. Well, I'll tell you what, I, um, I'm cheating. I, I, I have so many layers on and I realized that if I, it would take me forever to get down to the layer with my t-shirt on. So I decided to display it and I'm wearing, uh, I'm not wearing, but I'm looking at the, I am not a pet big cat rescue tiger t-shirt. Oh, oh, celebrate Carol's visit to Chicago. Yeah. Well, she, yeah, Carol was on interviewed, uh, yeah, she was uh, feeling pretty good about the big cat tiger act. She must have listened to our show. That's probably what reason she's probably so what it is. Thrilled about. Yeah, she she says the bros are celebrating what I did. I think I should take a victory lap. <laughs> right? Sounds good. We have a sponsor, don't we? 
Yeah, I think we do. And you know what it is. It's Carol's company. Yeah, Big Cat Rescue, co-founded by Carol Baskin. So mm. our sponsor, and it's been a, a pure pleasure and delight to have this as our sponsor for this season, Big Cat Rescue. It's a non-for-profit organization. Their mission is to provide the best home they can for these animals, these doggone cats who need care because they've been abused. They're also interested in advocates to end the abuse of big cats and also do things to make sure that we don't, these cats do not become extinct. And they do not only tigers, they'll do panthers, leopards, uh, all kinds of, of critters like that. So um, they are 501c3. They were formed uh, about 30 years ago, in fact, recently celebrating our 30th anniversary. And boy, the best thing about them is they've got some swag. Do they have some incredible T-shirts? Oh, they do. Yeah. So, yeah, they're great. Hey, they got that. They got that 30th anniversary one now. Yeah. So yeah. Th there's a whole line of 30th anniversary shirts. But uh, yeah, I, I I was very impressed with their with with the the line of merchandise. Their merch is so good. So yeah, well, you know, well, Carol Baskin is looking for a new cause, and and uh, I did I did send a note over there and and said, well, you know, you've rescued big cats. Now it's time to, mm. how about little brother rescue? You know, I could use a little of that once in a while. Because I got a oh, big really? brother who can get, you can get kind of abusive. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know Bloody if you're aware of that. <laughs> no, I didn't know that. No, you wouldn't. But know. I'm glad to get that feedback. Yeah. Glad to get that feedback. You're not glad. Oh, hey, we got a tiger story. Let's do that. Our tiger story, and this is a story, you know, every when we have an animal, what we try to do is try to come up with a sports personality that, you know, the, the best or the most known sports personality with the with the animal. This one yeah. is fairly obvious. And here we are. We're here we're towards the end of our season. We haven't done it. And the, the, the personality is Tiger Woods, a uh, golfer, a uh, supreme. Obviously. And I think the reason we haven't done it is because Tiger has not been. In the limelight, uh, as a result of a variety of challenges that, that he's been confronted with. But as we took a look at it, he was noticed. He, he made it into the news the, the last couple of weeks because he participated in a tournament. It's called the PNC Championship, in which they uh, invitational, whereby 20 of the best golfers come with one of their family members, typically a son or a daughter. And they play uh, a, a sort of a game called scramble where it's sort of like a best ball. So it's a fun game. It, 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 it takes all the pressure off of it. And Tiger and his son participated. And it just wow. kind of made me feel about the fact that when we, we read about it, his son is 13 years old. He is mm -hmm. like the mirrored image of his father. And, yeah. um, and he actually, they, his father says he hits the drives farther than I do. Wow. So, He's, he's good. a soccer and, player. This kid's a soccer player, really. Right. right. So, I mean, I, I kind of we, when you read about it, you kind of feel the end of Tiger's legacy as a golfer himself. And where his priorities lie now is the way that he inter, inter, interacts with his, his son and also his, his daughter. And mm -hmm. it was just so nice to, to, to get a feel. I mean. Tiger has had uh, innumerable challenges as a, as a golfer. He's he's reached the point where he was just within he could have been with a couple more uh, with another productive year, been considered the greatest golfer ever without a doubt. But unfortunately, he fell short in terms of major championships to Jack Nicklaus and a little bit short with respect to total PGA tournament wins to, to Sam Snead. 
So mm. he's up there. He's among them, but he doesn't stand out there alone as he had a good chance of doing. So with this tournament demonstrates the way that he always did things. And he's got plantar fasciitis. Uh, he, you know, still suffering the effects of a very serious car accident he had back in 1921. It almost left him <laughs> with the point where there was question as to whether his leg, his right leg would even survive it. And he does walk with a limp now. So, wow. um, Plantar Fiesh has put him at a point where the doctor says, you have to go into complete rest. And he says, well, I'm following the doctor's orders except for one thing. I'm playing golf. I'm playing with my son. <laughs> I'm not going to get it. <laughs> and he realized that this is like, you know, like he would maybe play a major, you know, 10 years ago. Uh, doctor said me not to play. I'm playing. Well, at the same way, I feel as he looks and says, this is an opportunity I have that is going to not happen all the time where I will get a chance to play with my son. And sure enough, they, they didn't win. They finished eighth out of the 20, but it was, it, it just, uh, all the interviews and everything he, he did just demonstrates that I think he's turned the corner and realizes that there's not a lot of what I would call winning golf in his future as a, a P, in a member of the PGA. But I wow. think he's, uh, he, he's, he's, he's doing a good job in, as much bad personality as he's had. And I'll tell you, there's a man who's been a survivor. He finds mm. a way of landing on his feet after every challenge, whether it be personal, whether it be injury, this and that, whatever. So uh, great interview, too. I mean, this guy, he'll get up there and talk no matter what the situation is. He can have his worst round. He'll go up there and, and he'll explain it and not get too upset. Mm. So mm. I, I just like it. And I look forward to seeing what happens with his son. You know, it's like you said, his son, he, Tiger said he's playing golf. He played uh, soccer. And yeah. what happened was COVID took place and his son had played a fair amount of golf. And all of a sudden, his son couldn't play with the team because of COVID. So what does he do? He starts playing golf and he's he's doing great. So it's it's a great story, I think. So I really enjoyed it. I'm glad we got a chance to uh, to put that in the season. Yeah. That's one about Tiger Woods. Yeah. Yeah, me too. So, this okay. word has nothing to do with golf that we have, does it? Yeah. What happened is I'm in the process of, of working up my uh, – I, I watched these Hallmark movies. We did a Hallmark preview, Christmas preview show. And I was – one of the movies mentioned that uh, they were showing two trees. And I said, do we get the one flock or do we get the other one? And I didn't know Ooh. what flock meant, F-L-O-C-K. Yeah. And the definition, you know, flock is like a group of sheep or other yeah. animals. Yeah. So that's what you typically think of it. Uh, and there's a lot of other uh, definitions. But what this definition is, flock is uh, adorning a tree with artificial snow. So, you know, and this is a very popular thing, particularly in the South, where perhaps they don't have a white Christmas. So what they do is they bring their white Christmas in by decorating the tree with flock. And it's a, you wow. could spray it on or you could buy a tree with it on. Now, I would recommend that you, you know, think a little bit about it before you decide which way to go. Because if you do yeah. flock a tree, got to be careful. You've got the proper <laughs> amount of uh, ventilation. You probably should do it outside. Yeah, and don't the other thing. The, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's that's what you shouldn't do. And the other way that you can you can flock it up is if you basically have animals and you that that dust and because it, it's a little dust yeah. that, that adheres to the, mm. the 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 branches and uh, of, the, of the tree, 
And so this Ooh. is not uh, healthy stuff to give dogs and cats, et cetera. Or your so, membranes while you're breathing. That would be terrible. Yeah. So that's the reason you got to You got to don't, don't think about, well, I'll just do it in my garage. Uh, no, no. Take it no. one step further. Get your ass. I mean, get your posterior outside and do it. Yeah. So uh, I, I came wow. up with a, a, a sentence. Flocking your Christmas tree is a great way to get the idyllic white Christmas scenes of your dreams. So I found that Aww. in a... In a um, in an ad about uh, uh, something with the, how to flock your Christmas tree. So that's it. Oh, Good stuff. Wow. Wow. So it's, you I know, here we are. Never would have guessed. Eve. So yeah, might as well yeah. do something on Christmas. Yeah, you did the right thing, John. But now, uh -oh. for something completely different. Yeah. Oh, man, I'm, I'm scared. I'm scared. I'm scared of the word. The, the word, okay, the word well, scares well, me. I'll help you. Can you out, please I'll help, help me, help me, Mr. Producer. I will. I will. Don't worry. Well, it happened a few weeks ago. Uh, I ran into this thing on YouTube. I go to the University of YouTube. Not many people know that about me, but that's where I hang at least a couple hours a day. And as I was hanging out uh, in the quad at the, at the U, I, I ran into this video. It's a TED Talk, actually. They have all the TED, a lot of the TED Talks on there. And uh, this one was entitled, you know, did, did you know what you wanted to do when you grew up? All right. Yeah. And I was intrigued because, you know, I kind of couldn't make up my mind very much. I swiveled around a bunch of different things that I was passionate about. And they exposed me to the idea and anyone who watched the video, the idea of there are people who don't have a good answer to that question, not just when they're kids, but any time in their life, because they're passionate yeah. about lots of different stuff. And these people are right. called multi-potentialites. Multi-potentialites. Thank you. That's it. Yeah, it's like a socialite, but potentialite. And they have more than one potential, so they're multi-potentialites. So right. I kinda, we kind of put that one on the back burner for a few weeks because we had a lot of other stuff we wanted to do. Then, this week, you know, I get a newsletter from Substack where we post our, our uh, podcast. I got this newsletter from uh, the Microdose, which is mm. the psychedelic microdosing newsletter and i get one every week and it's an interview a five question interview and the guy being yes. interviewed was blake mikowski yes and blake is it turns out not just a serial entrepreneur but yes. he's a multi-potentialite john Perfect yeah example i mean uh, yeah he's a very good example one and i i think that in this thing it's amazing after doing as many shows and many years of shows as we've done we find that that there's connection. So we did a, a show on uh, the uh, psychedelic drugs, the microdosing yep. and mm -hmm. all this good stuff. Mushrooms, you name it, this and that, whatever. It's, it was all pretty good. I think what's really interesting is that I uh, I can I could probably categorize myself in the uh, uh, as a what would you call my situation? Uh, I'm a specialist. You're a specialist. Or? You're a specialist. Yes. And because I decided to practically, you know, to, I could count, the, you know, by using my fingers when I was like, uh, you know, 16 years old, uh, I then mm. just realized that, uh, you know, I probably could be a good accountant. So I've always wanted to be an accountant. It's just been my track and I've been on it the whole the whole time. So uh, all good. And you're kind of just the opposite. Yeah. You're still trying to find yeah. something to do. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I would like to argue with you, but I cannot. And uh, I say I would say uh, we've got a link to the uh, TED talk 
And I would encourage right. people, especially people who have had this kind of nagging feeling that, you know, they're either a failure or disorganized or has some sort of neurological disorder because they do move around quite a bit and have learned quite a few things in their life and have had multiple careers and all that stuff. Uh, there's downsides to it and there are upsides to it. But you could say the same thing for a specialist, couldn't you? You could. I also believe that what this, the person, Blake Makowski, who we ran into soon thereafter, mm-hmm. after you did the TED Talk, uh, a person as successful as this man is, has some downsides. I mean, it yeah. hasn't been a, a bed of roses uh, the whole time. It's it's not just a walk in the park. He's had to to, to have his challenges, and um, and and I think anybody in that position, because you're you're constantly looking for ways to do things, and it, it can be uh, the the bombardment of of ideas can sometimes be overwhelming. And then uh, even success is not good enough because you're always looking for something else to do. So, uh, yeah. So what we did is we've mentioned this fellow's name a couple of times. His name's Blake Makowski. He's a uh, what I would call a serial entrepreneur, a philanthropist. He's actually and that's his his claim to fame is that he 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 founded a a company uh, called Tom's. Which is a combination. It's what I would call social entrepreneurship. Uh, what it does yeah, is, it is. It, it, and it, you're going to, you've probably seen this done several ways. But he was sort of on the forefront of this. That is, you create it. You you see a need. So you see a need, and he saw a need for children, uh, needy children that needed that needed shoes. So he says, mm-hmm. I'm going to have the shoe company. What I'm going to do is for every pair of shoes I sell, and you know, punch up a little profit in it, I will then donate a pair of shoes. To needy kids, so yeah. and you 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 see that with socks. Uh, he also did the same thing with eyeglasses. So, but the man is just this is just a one piece of his 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 background. Guy born and raised in uh, in Arlington, Texas, and then he goes to school, and he majors in. Oh, he can't be just one major. He's a multi-potentialite. He's got to have two. He's got philosophy and business. But he kind of like guys like this. He gets a little tired of school. But notices yeah. right away something that it, at school that he feels he can get with a business, a business model with. And it had to be laundry. He saw yeah. that laundry was all being done by the school. And he says, I can do better than that. So he leaves school and he then uh, decides with he's going to uh, Southern Methodist. He takes on the, the, a contract with the, the Southern Methodist to do the laundry. Then he does a couple other colleges. And before you know it, he's got 40 employees, so sales of over a million dollars. And before his graduating class is done, graduates, he's a millionaire. So, and, <laughs> <laughs> now, he originally started, he was going to be a tennis player, but, you know, he had a, a Achilles tendon, this and that, whatever. So yeah. he then goes on and says he flips that company. And he then becomes a uh, gets a company down in Nashville, Tennessee, a media company. So he goes to marketing, marketing country music. Again, what does he do? He's successful. He flips that company. So then, just out of the something that without business, him and his sister decide to be on this reality show called The Amazing Race, in which uh, duos of you know, in this case, uh, uh, sister and, and brother. They Sibs decide to get together and they do a race around the world with the various you know things you have to do under certain rules for a million dollars. They finished in third place, four minutes behind the winner. But again, 
showing that this guy sees something, he's got to do it. Co-founded another thing called TrafficSchool.com, online driver's education. <laughs> and so, again, went on to something else. But then his, his claim to fame in 2006 was this whole thing with the shoes. And that, when, when did see this all happen to him? He's in Argentina on vacation. And wow. he runs in, and, and these people usually are pretty people friendly. They 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 talk to yeah. a lot of people, get ideas. Gregarious. So he runs yeah. into a lady who's got a non for profit, giving kids uh, the shoes that they need. And before he knows it, he takes that brings that idea home, and he takes it all the way to 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 this this thing. Where now in 2013, for example, he gave up he gave out more than 10 million pairs of shoes. Bestseller, author. He takes his autobiography, it's an inspirational autobiography, something called Start Something That Matters. Mm. But the thing is that he gets a little tired of his whole thing, even with the shoes. So he does, he sells half of that for $150 million. So he's got himself a pretty, pretty sizable wealth, and he becomes yeah. an active philanthropist. He starts with a uh, starting a company called Made for, which is a 10-month program that applies the best principles of, you know, psychology, physiologic, you know, physiology, physiology. Uh, to make you you're a better person. He's, he does this with the working with some of the best scientists in the country, Harvard, Stanford, etc. But then we get to the thing that we ran into, and that is a psychedelic conscious research with John Hopkins, and we find out that mm. he's now. You know, yeah, and that's the one you know most about. I would yeah, think. yeah, that's a big deal. That's the biggest yeah. one in the country. And w- when you take a look at this, though, the the backstory to all of this <clears throat> is he ran into a point in his in his life where he became, I would call it, hedonist. He he just said, "I'm just going to have fun. I'm going to go out, do this and that, whatever." But even that didn't satisfy him. And I think that's what got him to the psychedelic. I think he realizes think he, he needs. It. And this is something yeah. that we've run into before. And yeah. so an incredible guy, Blake Mikowski, you can Google him and read a little bit more. We probably did half of the, of the, the projects oh, yeah. or, and companies that he's been involved in. But a really, you know, it, it occurred to me, it occurred to me, John, that, you know, he I think they said he's worth he was worth 300, 300, 400, 300 million, 300. Million, 300 yeah. uh, he gave a third of it away. <clears throat> yeah. It occurred to me that if he hadn't been so philanthropic, he probably would have been a billionaire by now what do you think yeah uh i i think the people like that mm-hmm. i have this thing about people that are uh this is an example of a person who's you know obviously a risk taker and people like that mm-hmm. realize well what's 100 million i can do that I'll, I, I'll start up another company and i can replenish that kind of attitude you yeah know, sure you could. yeah but you know there's philanthropists that basically sign checks and give money to organization an active philanthropist is this this fella this guy he did, yeah he he really is is interested in making sure taking a look see how his money's being used and getting uh, involved in the, in the in the missions of these of these organizations so he's he's an interesting fella i i think listening to this guy as a speaker he's got his another thing he's on the speaker circuit oh wow there's a social entrepreneurship where he will talk about mm. a variety of topics most of it inspirational, but uh, so, yeah, you could be part of a seminar or a speaker, et cetera. So he's a pretty interesting fellow. So that's our man. He's our and man. That's our two takes. That is. Hey, now you know what it's time for. It's time for two groaners. Yeah, I got a couple of groaners here. I'm going to give you one that I really like that 
will probably make you groan. And I'm going to, I'm going to, going to give you a hint. Okay. Well, here right. is, I'll give you the, who are the greenest presidents? Plural. Who are the greenest presidents? Oh, that'd be the Bushes. You got it. You've heard this before? No. That's it. No, I had never heard that. But, you know, I don't know. We're just we're syncing up today. It might might be the cold. Our brains are working better. We'll see. Let's see what happens. Number two. Okay, number two is is a little bit of a stretch, but I just kind of this will this will make you groan. How do you describe a pig with laryngitis? How do you describe a pig with laryngitis? This is awful. This is awful. Okay. Well, it wouldn't be that he has a frog in his throat. Uh, no. Um, uh, he's, nope. This is. I'm going to be carefully. I got to pronounce this. He's disgruntled. Oh, that's perfect. I really admire that one, John. That's excellent. Yeah, I, I feel good about that. Okay, I we did. Right, Out of here.